Good morning, everyone. It really is a bright, 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 sunshiny day. Gonna need your sunglasses, a hat, a visor, or something. Solar glare out there, at least in the skylights of our super secret broadcast location above Jacques Flower Shop, is brutal. It's 50 degrees in the Queen City. As the investigation continues into the Las Vegas shooting, there seems to be more questions than answers. Mary Lou Danley, the girlfriend of the gunman who shot up the place, returned to the United States from the Philippines late last night. Her sister is quoted as saying she was sent away a couple of weeks ago. The investigation also discovered that uh, Stephen Paddock, the gunman, wired $100,000 to an account in the Philippines just a week before he unleashed his attack. Officials have yet to determine why or, or to whom the money was sent, or at least they're not saying what they know. Meanwhile, a video taken by a cab driver outside the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino has raised the specter of a second shooter with what appears to be the flash of gunfire coming from a window beneath the 10th floor, a location much lower than the room on the 32nd floor used by Paddock. And in case you missed it, like we did, Governor Christopher Sununu announced in accordance with President Donald J. Trump's proclamation honoring the victims of the tragedy in Las Vegas that all U.S. and state flags in the state of New Hampshire should be flown at half-mast until sunset on October 6th. Speaking of the governor, just a reminder that today is the last day that water and perishable food items may be left on the state house lawn. From there, it will be pack up, packed up and sent to Puerto Rico, which, by uh, the way, gave President Trump a rousing welcome yesterday in appreciation for the epic federal efforts in light of the two major hurricanes that literally wiped the island out. You can leave stuff on the, on the, on the lawn until 6 tonight. The Diocese of Manchester announced that, annu- uh, that the annual bishop's reception uh, to benefit the Bishop's Charitable Assistance Fund Uh, raised nearly $220,000. The money will be used to assist organizations that improve the quality of life and provide the basic essentials for individuals and families in in New Hampshire, especially the poor and disadvantaged. The the event uh, featured... hmm, Something went wrong there. The event featured Linda Shoemaker uh, at the event. There we go. See, that's called... Is that called a participle? Anyway... At the event, uh, Linda Shemansky of Good Beings in the Upper Valley was awarded the Vita e Caritas Award, given in memory of the late Ruthie Ford. The award recognizes a volunteer who demonstrates exceptional service to a nonprofit organization assisting women, children, and families. For 31 years, Shemansky has volunteered with Good Beginnings, which she helped found uh, in conjunction with other women from St. Dennis Parish in Hanover. She serves as an in-home volunteer, spending two to three hours a week visiting a family with a new baby, providing respite, uh, friendship, and education for new parents. She also serves as board vice president, helping to oversee the finances of the organization. News from our own backyard continues after this. Hi, I'm John Manellis, owner of Auto Care Plus. Join me every Friday morning at 740 for Auto Care Corner, where we'll take your calls and chat about everything you need to know about your car. Only on Gerard at Large. Well, last night's meeting of the Board of Mayor and Aldermen was one for the record books as citizens who opposed the proposed rezoning on South Mammoth Road were verbally abused by aldermen who supported it and aldermen who once expressed frustration with their colleagues for not supporting them on their wards thorny issues. 
or otherwise expected their support from their colleagues because, after all, it's their ward, ignored the plea for support made by Ward 8 Alderman Tom Katzian-Tonis to oppose the project. Residents again asked the alderman to oppose the rezoning, citing a variety of concerns, but in response, they got a lot of lip. Deposed Lord Emperor Dan O'Neill said he had no sympathy for the likely impact on Green Acres in response to uh, parent Patrice Bernard's uh, concerns that the kindergarten classes and others were already maxed out. Instead, he complained his kid was in a kindergarten class at Smith Road School, as if to say, tough luck for everybody. Uh, uh, Smith Road School that had 26 kids and lashed out at comments made by Ward 8 School Board candidate Jimmy LaHue, who asked the board to wait until the impacts on traffic schools and other city services could be assessed. O'Neill chose to condemn the school board for not redistricting and accused it of failing to reduce class sizes. Both charges approved. He's actually not paying attention to what's happening. His counterpart at large, Joe Kelly Lavasser, accused one resident of being a charlatan and pathetic, accusing him of wanting the project to fail so that he could buy the land and build single-family homes on it himself. Then he said the eight homes the developer who testified before the board were building uh, nearby would probably have more kids than the 160 units that were proposed for the rezoning site. Ward 9, Alderman Barbara Shaw, who didn't take too kindly to aldermen who were mucking it up in her neighborhood over Walmart traffic, said residents were wrong to accuse the board of not listening to them. She said she was listening, but also taking into account the entirety of the situation as she threw Katzi and Tonus and neighbors overboard to announce her support for the project. Ward 5 Alderman Tony Sapienza thanked the assembled neighbors for their input and apologized that they'd had to give it so many times, telling them, quote, I want you to know that at least one alderman listened. He opposed the project. Ward 1 Alderman Kevin Cavanaugh pointed to the 25 single-family homes being built in his ward, saying that he'd had a lot of questions about the project, but no opposition to it. He said he learned his lesson from his missteps in Ward 9, where he didn't always, if ever, support the alderman there over the Walmart controversy, and that he believed the residents and their aldermen should be listened to, respected, and supported. The rezoning passed on a 9-5 to vote with Kavanaugh, Pat Long of Ward 3, Sapienza, Elizabeth Moreau of Ward 6, and Katzi and Tonis opposed. We've linked to our live blog forum of the meeting where you can get the play-by-play as it happened from this newsread at rotlarge.com. We will discuss, to be sure. The Manchester Planning Board will hold a public hearing tomorrow night at 6 in the Aldermanic Chambers at City Hall to review proposed changes to the Planning Board's subdivision uh, uh, to, oh, you know what? That's redundant. To the subdivision and site plan regulations that are necessary to implement uh, the impact fee ordinance that was recently enacted by the Board of Mayor and Aldermen. The proposed changes establish a $100 fee for applying to waive impact fees and establish a conditional use permit process for applying to the Planning Board for a waiver. We've linked to the proposed changes. Uh, from this newsread at rattleatlarge.com, we've also linked to the Manchester Zoning Ordinance, which includes the newly enacted requirements for impact fees. Any questions should be directed to the Department of Planning and Community Development at 624-6450. That's news from our own backyard. Draw at Large, Hour 3 is next.